Welcome to Marriage Conversations. We're Mason and Chelsea Linscog, and we believe your marriage was designed to be successful, and we have a passion to tell you how. We believe in simple tools that yield amazing results, and we believe that your dreams for your marriage aren't as far off as you think. So join us as we dive into today's conversation. Hello, welcome today. We're going to talk about money. Money, money, money. (laughs) (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, um, you know, money is important. Uh, Finances, um, budgeting, all of that, how we use our resources, it is important. Um, At the end of the day, um, you know, if you have a, you know, a Christian worldview um, when it comes to marriage and finances, you know, we believe that every dollar that comes in belongs to God. And it's our responsibility to steward it, to use it well. Uh, that doesn't mean that you can't have fun with it. It's mm-hmm. important to have fun with your money. Ecclesiastes is very clear when it says that it's very important that we are to enjoy the fruits of our labor. So this isn't supposed to be, you know, one of those Debbie Downer messages. Um, We want to encourage and inspire everyone listening today how budgeting can be something that doesn't have to be viewed as negative. It can be viewed as uh, something positive. It can be viewed as an opportunity for you and your spouse to come together and to talk about what you value. And so... I think we'll start today with just the budget, what that means to us and what that can mean for you and your spouse. So again, there's, there's, there's this negative connotation associated with a budget. Most of the time in, in today's society, when, when people hear the word budget, you know, it tends to stir negative emotions, right? Mm-hmm. It seems to, it sounds restrictive. It sounds like there's no freedom with that. Um, and you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, when it comes to budgeting, what it really is, is deciding what you value the most, right? Together, Together, being on the same page with that, with all the dollars that come in. Um, and so where, where you spend your money you know, the Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart is also, you know. So in other words, what you value, that's what you spend your money on, right? If you don't value going out to eat, you just eat at home. And that's okay. It just shows where you're at. But it's important. It's super important for you and your spouse to be on the same page because finances is one of the number one things that couples disagree about. Um, you know, it's a large cause for divorce, unfortunately, as well. Um, But it doesn't have to be that way, and we want to arm you uh, with the tools that you need in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I think in each couple, one thing that we've realized, um, and it doesn't have to be both or one way or it's always opposite, there's usually going to be in the realm of money spenders and savers, and there's nothing wrong with either. Um, some people may think, well, it's better to be a saver or it's, you know, and then others are, well, I like to spend. So it's better to be both or both are valuable in their own way, but you need to understand if your spouse is a spender 
or a saver and identify that in yourself as well so you know how to work together the best. So we find that having a budget and having that and identifying both of our spending styles, it's going to give us both freedom. In my mind, a budget is freedom to spend. Uh, I tend to be more on the saver side and I don't like to spend money. Um, Odd for a female, I know, right? But uh, I tend to be that way uh, and money used to very much stress me out. Uh, Spending it, uh, whether it was for, you know, bills or if it was for something fun for us, either way would stress me out. And a lot of it was because the uncertainty of what we actually had. And I was just hoping that it was there when I spent it. But having the budget and realizing I have X amount to spend on this gave me the freedom to go out and therefore say, if I wanted something, I could have it and have it with joy. Uh, A lot of people, I think, view budgeting as restrictive. A lot of that definitely, I would imagine, comes from those who tend to like to spend more. Um, But even for them, I think it's also uh, incredibly freeing to know that if you are with a spouse that's a saver like me, knowing that when you spend your money or spend certain money, they're not going to question that because they know it's in the budget. So it gives you a lot of uh, freedom as well. Yeah, so let's talk about spending. I am, by nature, a spender. Um, Although I I would say that over the years that I have become more of a saver and an investor, um, you've definitely rubbed off on me, hon, um, in in terms of, you know, being a little more thoughtful when it comes to making purchases. But that being said, one thing that's really helped us with our budget is what we call fun money. So... Mm -hmm. We have a certain uh, number of dollars set aside for for each of us personally each month that we get to spend on whatever we want, mm-hmm. right? Um, no questions asked. It's not something you have to report to your spouse or anything like that. Um, those are just dollars that are set aside for each of you. Um, I think that it's important to have that. Again, it's important to enjoy the fruits of your labor. If you're working every single week, and you're never enjoying any of the dollars that are coming in. It's just going towards bills and food or debt, whatever you have going on. That's not fun. Um, and that's that's not going to lead to a, a good cycle for you to be in mentally. And I think in the end, it also, if you're not enjoying your money at all, uh, especially for spenders, it makes you forego the budget in the end at all. Uh, You're not going to keep that budget because it's not something that's bringing you life. It's something that you feel like is stealing your joy. And a lot of times people will end up breaking the budget because that's not built in. It's important to build in um, things that bring bring you joy. And it's good to determine an amount that both you and your spouse feel, um, is, is good. So both the spender and the saver, or both if you're both savers or both spenders, it's an amount that you both agree on that, hey, you could go spend this money today and no questions asked, we're good. And it fits within, you know, what we're making and we both feel comfortable about it. Right. And that's the key. All these decisions that you're making together need to be decisions that both of you have peace about. The whole point of a budget is 
is it's a it's another opportunity for you and your spouse to have unity and to have peace. Um, it's really a safeguard ultimately for for your marriage because you know being in agreement on your finances is crucial. It is at one of the top areas that you need to be in agreement on. We don't have to agree on everything, but there are certain things that are just simply non-negotiable. And mm-hmm. if you don't agree on money, then it's it's going to be a painful journey, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, view this as an opportunity to come together. I mean, again, you're on the same team uh, with your spouse, your teammates. Mm-hmm. And budgeting, finances, that's just one area that you both need to practice and learn how to win in. And it's fun when you can do it together and find ways that you can enjoy it and have fun with it, right? Um, But at the end of the day, you know, if you don't have budgets and both of you are spending money in different areas and you're not communicating about the money that's being spent, that in and of itself is not necessarily the worst thing ever. But the problem with that is, is ultimately it leads to secrecy, Mm -hmm. distrust, disunity and so you know that purchase in and of itself might not be that big of a deal or at least it might not be that big of a deal in your mind at that point in time but how it can affect you and your relationship and your marriage especially down the road um, you know that that can be detrimental Mm -hmm. something that you do on the regular is you should be building trust every action that you have in your marriage should be generating trust. Uh, so something that you're probably doing every day is spending money of, of some sort of some kind, whether it's gas or whatever. So your purchases have an ability to actually, um, build further intimacy and trust with your spouse. And I like what you said a minute ago about how budgeting can make you win. And to me, I, so I, I'm going to be honest, I don't watch a lot of sports, but I get the idea of it. And I know that if a football team is in a locker room before they go out to play, they have, they have a play that they're going to run that the coach believes is going to make the team successful. They all agree on it, but imagine if they weren't having a plan and they're like, all right, just go out there and do your best. Just go do what you're good at. Well, Some of the players are going to, you know, play to their strengths and, oh, I'm a really fast runner, so I'm going to run as fast as I can to the end. And then the quarterback doesn't see them there at the end. He wants to, you know, show, oh, well, I can throw this really fast here. And then they all are just scrambling around the field while the other team has a plan. And they're they're never going to make a touchdown. They're not working as a team. They're not planning for what they're going to do with that ball. So if they go out there with a plan – the chances of them actually getting a touchdown and winning the game are a lot higher. Same thing for your budget. If you're not coming together in your own, you know, I'm going to quote unquote locker room, and you're not making a game plan for your money, then you scramble around the field of life and you don't know where the ball is. You don't know what's going on with it. You're never going to make that touchdown. But if you plan for your money and you work as a team, then you win together as a team. Uh, and it's it's so important to understand that your finances are somewhere where you get to be a team and you have the opportunity to win in life and to go in the direction that you both think is valuable. 
Absolutely. And really, it's nice when you develop this and you you build that trust. And and speaking of trust, you know, at the beginning we talked about how you know everything that comes in um, in terms of 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 money, we believe that that belongs to God. And you know, of course, you know the whole principle of the tithe, the the tenth. In other words, ten percent. Um, of your gross income, that's, you know, that's what we believe um, that God wants uh, from us. And it's not that God needs our money. God needs our hearts. And if we don't give and if we don't honor God because he's our provider in the first place, whether you have a job or you own your own business or whatever it may be, God provided that. And if you don't believe that, well, God made you. He instilled the gifts and the talents and everything inside of you and gave you the ability to earn the income that you are currently earning. And so this is really just a way to honor God um, with our resources. And um, when we are giving, we know that um, you know our hearts are in the right place. And honestly, you know the whole um, principle of it's more blessed to give than to receive, it is true. It is truly true. And so also, you know, when you're practicing giving together uh, with you and your spouse, uh, you know, generous people are the most fun people to be around, right? Um, Giving. And when you practice giving together, especially as it pertains to your finances, um, you know, that that has a downstream effect, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're we're also giving to one another, and it makes us want to give even more. Every single time that we give, you know, it, we have those, those uh, feelings and those emotions that are tied to that, to that event, that action, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, a tip for somebody or, um, you know, maybe you buy someone a lunch or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, you can't deny the positive impact that has on you, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And, so number one, giving is, is huge, and that's one of the biggest things when it comes to finances is learning to give together, learning to agree on that number. Um, you know, we believe that the tithe is invaluable, but we also think that that's really just the beginning. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you give 10%, but, you know, what do you do with the 90%? You know, that's our job to steward that. Obviously, you know, if you live in the United States like us, you know, taxes are an important thing, and, you know, that that comes out as well, but there's still quite a significant percentage that you're responsible for in, in, in managing. And love the story that uh, we get in Matthew chapter 25. You know, first you have the parable of the, of the bridesmaids and, and the oil, but then after that you have the parable of the three servants um, who were given um, a certain amount of money according to their ability. Um, the master entrusted them, three different individuals, uh, one had five bags of silver, one had two, and the other got one. And, you know, the, the master left for quite a time, came back, and expected them to have done something with that, to have used it well, to have invested it. And, you know, when he came back, the one who had five bags had doubled that. The one who had been given two had doubled that as well. They invested it in the marketplace at the time. But the person who had one bag of silver buried it in the ground. Um, because they were afraid. They didn't have the ability to manage it and to grow it 
um, as the master um, wanted, you know. And he was even, uh, the, the master was pretty harsh, you know, when he came back. You know, he called him a wicked servant, you know. You should have just put it in the bank. It would have at least earned interest, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, at the at the end of the story, you know, we get this. Uh, and, and, and this is a parable that, that Jesus gave. Um, but, uh, you know, for the money that um, the wicked servant um, had just buried in the ground, it says, then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. Again, the guy that had five doubled his. And then it says, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. So God needs to be able to trust us mm -hmm. with the resources that he's given us. He has great things for us. His His will for us is that we walk in abundance, that we don't have any lack, that we that all of our needs are met so that we can be a blessing to those around us so that we can help others with their needs so that we can share the love of Christ um, through our giving and not just our money, not just our money. Money is simply just a tool. Um, it's a great thing to be able to give, you know, but also there's other things we can give our time. Mm -hmm. You know, you can give a smile a wave, a compliment. And when you're faithful in little, he knows that you can be faithful in much. He has to know that he can trust you with what you have before giving you that more. I mean, you look at people who win the lottery and the majority have not learned how to be faithful with little. So they oftentimes end up losing it or being in a worse case, worse scenario than they started out in because that's not money that they should have been trusted with necessarily. So our father doesn't want to give you money that's going to leave you in detriment. He wants to make sure that you understand what to do with the little so that when he gives you more, he knows that you're going to do the same with that more because all money is is a revealer of who you are internally what you actually value money just makes people more of who they are. So God wants to make sure that with what you have right now, that your heart is truly his, the things that you're wanting to do are for him, that you can be trusted with that amount so that when he gives you the more, he knows that based on your character that you've provided, that you're going to be faithful with that more. And hun, I would love to, before we end this, Give them practical steps about how to begin a budget. Because I would imagine, you know, we had a hard time when we first started and a lot of people have tried doing a budget and it just hasn't worked for them. So if there was anything practical that you could tell anybody, what would you tell them about starting a budget in, in just an, in an easy way? So I think, you know, one of, the, one of the most important things that we can do is just to simply track what we've been spending our money on and evaluate those those areas you know food gas insurance whatever it is mm -hmm. um all in miscellaneous fun stuff all going out to eat it's important that we track all those but you know when it comes to starting a budget we kind of take it the the slow approach um you know one step at a time uh, you know, at the end of the day, this needs to be something sustainable, just like a diet is not going to work for you in the long term when it comes to you, your nutrition. You know, if you have a super strict budget and you start out that way, it's not going to work. 
So what we encourage couples to do that, um, you know, we, we provide help with is just track, uh, just track for several weeks, even a month if you want to, um, how you do. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do much longer than a month of mm-hmm. tracking, but I want you to write down all the areas that you are spending money in, you know, your bills, your food, your necessities, you know, whatever it is, all those categories. I want you to write down uh, together, you know, what you think you are spending in those areas. And then I want you to track it for a month, right? Mm-hmm. And then compare and contrast and see where those differences are. You're, you might find some surprises and say, you know, I, I didn't know that we we spent that much on going out to eat. I thought it was just, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. right? It, but but it allows you to have the have the information that you need so that you can come together with a plan. And when you when you figure out what those differences are in the different areas of your budget, come together and come up with some numbers that you think would be realistic. You know, talk about your goals that you have. You know, if you have a house and you're trying to uh, pay off your mortgage, or maybe you're you have some student loans uh, like we do. Uh, you know, come up with with a plan so that you can figure out. You know, well, how many years do we want it to take for us to pay this off, mm-hmm. right? But the other thing is, is once you start on this budget with these numbers that you think you'll be able to hit, mm-hmm. it's super important to set those goals and you know just basically. The main thing is, is whatever you're doing, doing it together mm-hmm. and doing the best that you can. And, you know, after another month or so, evaluate how you did compared to what you thought you'd be able to do. And, you know, if you miss the mark, don't beat yourself up. At the end of the day, you're working on this together is a win. It's bringing you closer together and you're not going to get it right the first time. You know, mm-hmm. um, you're just not, you know, for us personally, it took us about three months for us to really lock it in and, you know, get used to the budget and figure out those numbers that were going to make sense for us. You know, we had this idea of, you know, how aggressive we could be with, you know, paying off debt, you know, and we realized that, you know, we might need to dial it back just a little bit. You know, we want to be responsible and, and take care of this as soon as we can. But, you know, we want to be responsible and do something that's going to be sustainable. So... What I, what I hear you saying for the listeners that are out there is the first thing they need to do is just kind of get an idea maybe for a month of what they're spending. And then the next month, try to set an idea of what they want to spend. And they're going to base that off of their values. If they value going out to eat, if they value paying off their debt or whatever their values are that they determine together. And then on that first month, they're not going to give themselves a really hard time with the budget. They're just going to see where they fall. And then at the end of that month, maybe have another time where they get together and try to hone it in a little bit more. So maybe they should be giving themselves about three months to determine what kind of a budget's really going to work for them based on what they're uh, bringing in, what their values are, and um, where they want to be. Is that right? You got it. That's awesome. And then they also want to be doing this together. Why would you say, hun, that it's important that they do this together? What about somebody who maybe they're just not that into budgeting, but their spouse really enjoys it? Should they just let their spouse do that? Or is there an importance of doing it together? You know, there, there is an importance of doing it together. Um, and these budget meetings, if you want to call it that, 
it's really maybe once a month. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. It doesn't have to take that long of a time. The first time that you map out your budget will be the longest that it takes. But it can be something to look forward to, and you know, just to know that you're on the same page. You know, hey, here's here's how we did. Great job. You did an awesome job this month. You know, you didn't even spend all your fun money. You got some fun money that's going to carry over. Mm-hmm. You know, how does that feel, right? Um, so. So maybe not making it so serious then, you know, and, and enjoying it. I like the way that you shared about how it's a way that you get to determine what you value together. I think that's why it's maybe so important to do it together because if it's just one person doing it, it's what they value. But when you get to do it together, you decide as one what your family values are going to be. And, you know, that way, whenever something, you know, maybe you go off budget somewhere, you know, you realize, oh, that that caused us to not be able to do the thing that we love that we decided we wanted to do together. Um, And I love that you can even have unity. So um, I would encourage um, a spouse if if you don't really enjoy the budgeting portion of it, find a way to maybe make it a little bit more enjoyable. Um, And for spouses who take it really seriously, maybe realize they need a little bit of fun brought into that moment um, and maybe set a time for how long you're going to talk about it and, um, and get started. And as far as tracking it goes, decide if you want to track it after every purchase you make or keep your receipts and do it once a week. But, you know, get in the habit of, you know, when a clerk asks you, do you want a printed receipt? I sure do. <laughs> I sure do. And, um, and enjoy, enjoy the resources that God has given you. Um, he's given them to you to not only enjoy for yourself, but to bring enjoyment to the world and to honor him and to be a reflection of him to the world. So get get together on the same page, start playing on the same team, get jerseys if you want to. Um, we're Team Skog and we play as a team and we believe in and success and we have determined our values and setting a budget has been a great thing for us that has led to a lot of peace and not just peace but a lot of enjoyment and fun so we encourage you to find that for your same marriage and let us know how your budget goes and if you want us to do another segment about it where we dive a little bit deeper we'd love to But we believe that this is a great journey and it's totally worth every moment that you put into it. If you enjoyed today's conversation, let us know by leaving us a rating. We would love to hear your feedback. And if you post a question there, we'll do our best to answer it on a future episode. Remember, leaving a rating helps us to spread the news about having a great marriage through Christ to more people on this platform. We appreciate your time and can't wait to have more conversations with you.